Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, and give it a five-star rating. The Jayhawker Talker Podcast, share it with a friend or two or five or ten, whatever you feel like doing. If you have a friend in your life who is a Jayhawks fan, definitely pass it on to them. Let them know about this podcast. So last week we talked about Hunter Dickinson coming to Kansas, how it was such a great event for the Jayhawks, how it's a needle-shifting move for the Kansas Jayhawks program. And then, of course, right after the podcast, as always, as is a tradition on the Jayhawker Talker podcast, the very next day there is news release, and that is... Ernest Uday Jr. is the latest KU big man to transfer out of Kansas. Of course, he was a well-sought-after freshman last year, ended up not playing a ton of minutes for the Jayhawks, but had had some decent run at times. Uh, when he'd get into the game, he'd average about five points and five rebounds per game, and he did foul out a few times as well in his limited action. But Ernest Uday Jr. was a guy that I didn't think was going to be a one-and-done type player. He seemed like the type of guy who would probably be at college for three to four years, maybe five, uh, if he took a red shirt. So, to me, this is a little bit disappointing as a Kansas fan, as somebody who's covering the Jayhawks basketball program, because I thought that Ernest Uday Jr. was going to be the type of guy that maybe sits behind Hunter Dickinson this year. I know last year he was learning on the bench as he went as well, but I thought he'd have a year to sit behind Dickinson, learn a little bit more, perfect his game, be a little bit more well-rounded rather than just being the big guy who can get rebounds and block some shots, maybe hit his shot, practice his free throws, uh, be able to contribute a little bit more than just the the defensive stopper guy, which is important on a team, by the way, coming off the bench. You do, do need the guy who can just come in and be the defensive uh, firework that can come in and block some shots, uh, not have to worry about foul trouble and everything like that. But I think by the time Ernest Uday Jr. was going to be a junior and senior at Kansas, I think he was going to be something – really special by the time that he got to his upper class years with the Jayhawks. But unfortunately, like it is with a lot of college basketball, college football, any college sports these days, the transfer portal is hot when kids see they can't get the playing time that they want or think they deserve. They're going to hop to a different team. And this is just another case of that as well. We already know that uh, Zuby Ejifer was uh, lost to the transfer portal after uh they were talking about signing Hunter Dickinson. Ezrafer, by the way, just signed with St. John's this past week. And then you have Ernest Uday Jr., who's on his way out as well. And it's unfortunate because now you could see him across the uh, across the aisle, across the state, with another Big 12 team, another Big 12 team in your own state. Ernest Uday Jr. visited Kansas State this past weekend. So you hate to see it, especially if he goes on and becomes a really solid player with another team, especially your cross-state rival in the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, You're hoping, you want to wish the guy the best, but at the same time, you don't want to see him come back and beat you uh, if you're the Kansas Jayhawks. So unfortunately, along with the Hunter Dickinson signing, 
there was some side effects to that. And another one that could have played effect, I hate to bring the bad news. I really do. There's good news coming later in the podcast with KU football and their transfers. Some of their transfer portal news, some of their guys, they're bringing in. But for the Kansas Jayhawks basketball program, it's still, for the Jayhawks basketball program, it is still positive. Hunter Dickinson, the biggest uh, transfer portal signing, number one guy in the portal, obviously huge. However, KU did swing and miss on their other big transfer portal. Actually, he wasn't even in the transfer portal. He was just a guy that was supposed to be playing at Duke, decommitted from Duke, and put Kansas at the top of his list. So it was five-star forward McKenzie Mbako we've talked about in the last couple weeks on the podcast he ended up deciding to go to Indiana and join the Hoosiers instead of coming to Lawrence, Kansas and joining the Jayhawks. And this is a bummer for me. Last week on the podcast, I was thinking he was going to announce that he was going to be joining the Jayhawks in the next couple of days. Well, he announced that on last Friday, he was going to be making his announcement. I love how they do the announcement on Twitter about when they're going to be making their announcement. And that's exactly what Mbako did. He said that he was going to be uh, giving which team he or which school he was going to be attending and playing for on Friday. And he did just that going into his commitment day. Uh, the consensus was, the general consensus was that Mbaka was going to be joining the Jayhawks. So when he announced that he was going to be going to Indiana, that was a bit of a shock and a bit of a surprise to Jayhawk Nation. And... Uh, going to join the Big Ten Conference, which is where Hunter Dickinson came from. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought that Mbaka would have been a nice piece to join this Jayhawk squad. The the six foot ten forward would have been a type of player that the Jayhawks don't have on their roster right now. So I thought that that would have been a nice fit for the Jayhawks. I really did. But he chooses Indiana over Kansas, and that along with Ernest Uday Jr. jumping into the transfer portal, they didn't coincide with each other. Actually, Ernest Uday Jr. jumped into the transfer portal the day before Mbako announced he was going to Indiana. So I thought that was another reason why I thought that Mbako could have joined the Jayhawks. I see uh, Zuby Ejiofor leaves. You see Ernest Uday Jr. leaves. That is a couple openings for big guys to come in here and get some playing time. So that's why I thought Mbako was going to be joining the Jayhawks. Unfortunately, he's going to the Hoosiers. And Hunter Dickinson, he he set off a string of events here. It's a positive for Kansas because they get Hunter Dickinson. They have a chance to be a contender again. But they're losing some side pieces that they could have had to help the bench be deeper. And you've got a great starting five now. You you really do. You have some unproven freshmen who hopefully can fill that void off the bench. But it's going to be interesting to see. But all that said, this opens the door with Uday joining the transfer portal, with Mbako Deciding to go to Indiana. This opens the door for a few more scholarships, uh, scholarship players to be added to the Jayhawks roster. And just yesterday, they did that. They added a second player through the portal. 
This is actually their third player they've added to the portal. Excuse me. So this guy, you're going to know his name. You are going to know his last name. You've heard it before the last several years in Jayhawk Nation. You love to see it. It is Parker Brown. That's right. Christian Brown's older brother, Parker, announced that he would be joining the Jayhawks in the transfer portal. The past two seasons, actually the past, he, he's been all over the place. He started his career, his college career, at Mizzou with the Tigers. Obviously, we don't like to see that. Don't like to see a local guy from Kansas going over the state line to the Missouri Tigers. But he was with the Missouri Tigers for the 2019-2020 season. Spent two years in Columbia before transferring to Santa Clara, where he was a grad transfer, averaged 7.3 points and 5.5 rebounds per game over the past two seasons in California. Also averaged about two assists per game as well. But you love to see Parker Brown coming back to Kansas. You see his older brother won a national title here. And just the local the local connection. A six foot ten, two hundred fifteen pound power forward steps in, and he can be that role for the Jayhawks that they're missing. You got Zuby Ejifer, you've got Ernest Uday Jr., both in the transfer portal. Those are bigger guys who now Parker Brown can come in and play that role off the bench for the Jayhawks. When you see Uday announcing he's entering the transfer portal, you've got your big men starters. You got Hunter Dickinson, you got KJ Adams, but you need those guys that can come off the bench if Dickinson or Adams get in foul trouble or if they just need a breather. And Brown is that perfect transfer guy that Bill Self can get in here and play some key minutes for the Jayhawks. Now, his biggest game of the season last year came on December 18th against California where he logged 17 points, 7 rebounds, had 2 assists on 88.9% shooting. So this is a guy that, I mean, we saw it with Christian Brown. We saw what he could do from the field. Now, we're not expecting him to come in here and be a starter and lead uh, lead the team uh, in, in uh, points off the bench or anything like that. He could lead the team in points off the bench potentially, but not be a, a leader on the team team necessarily but here's the thing he can come off the bench join the Jayhawks be that plug and play guy off the bench and now he's less than an hour from his hometown in Overland Park you love to see the Brown family back in Lawrence Kansas you know Christian's going to come back and see uh, his brother in some games you love to see the Brown parents around the Jayhawk nation as well so it's fun to have another Brown back in Jayhawk nation and you'll love to see it. So the Jayhawks have two more scholarships to dish out before the season starts. And that is something that Bill Self and company are going to keep looking out for as they are trying to fill out the roster the rest of the way. Now let's get on to some college football, some KU football, some Jayhawk football. Let's talk about it because, yes, it was a little disappointing for KU basketball to lose Uday to the transfer portal, to lose Mbako to Indiana. But good news, Jayhawks fans. Here you go. We were just talking about local prospect uh, Parker Brown, Christian Brown's brother, coming over from Santa Clara in the transfer portal getting another Brown in Lawrence, Kansas. 
in Jayhawk Nation. And here we go again. Another local prospect coming to Kansas, coming to Lawrence, being a part of Jayhawk Nation. Here we go. Just in the past couple of days, three-star quarterback prospect Mike Pauley announced he will be joining the Jayhawks in Lawrence this fall. Of course, Pauley, if you don't know, Mike Pauley started at quarterback for Blue Valley North High School in Overland Park, Kansas last year. Uh, led them to a state title, but quickly became one of the top prospects in the state of Kansas, and he was listed as a three-star prospect at 247 Sports, the 89th-ranked quarterback in the nation, the 12th best player in the state of Kansas. And the Jayhawks nailed this one, getting the local prospect to come to their football program. And this is a good move for Pauly because he doesn't have to go in there and be a star right away. He can sit and learn the offense. Lance Leipold has a great offense that he can run. And you've got Jalen Daniels, starting quarterback. He's going to be the starting quarterback at least this year, most likely next year as well. You've got Jason Bean coming back for his super senior season to be the backup to Jalen Daniels. I could see Mike Pauly being the kind of guy that jumps into that backup quarterback role in year two before taking over his junior season as the starting quarterback for the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, we've talked about it before in basketball, even in football as well. When you have guys that don't get the playing time right away and they want to jump to another team, they want to see where they can go, where they can play right away. And Paulie comes into this situation knowing what's happening at Kansas. He could see it. He wouldn't jump into this situation if he didn't know what was going on. He knows that Jalen Daniels is the starting quarterback. He knows that Jalen Daniels has a high profile. He knows that Jason Bean is coming back for his super senior season. So he knows that he's likely the number three quarterback on the Jets chart to start this season. But here's the thing. You know that there could be some injuries happen throughout the season. We saw it last year with Jalen Daniels going down. We even saw it for a quick minute with Jason Bean. When he came in, he got hurt a little bit as well. So, Paulie knows what's going on here. He can come in here, be the third-string quarterback, learn the offense, figure out what's going on with Lance Leipold's offense and with the Kansas Jayhawks. And he joins the 2023 freshman class that currently ranks 71st in the nation. Uh, that's that's 55 spots higher than it was last year. So you can see what uh, Lance Leipold and the Kansas football program is doing in such a quick turnaround. It's so much easier in college football to be able to turn the program around when you get a coach like Lance Leipold, when you have an athletic director willing to spend not necessarily just in the transfer portal, which is true. You can uh, you can spend a little bit in the transfer portal as well, but spending to upgrade the facilities, better, bigger and better weight room, uh, talking about plans to expand at uh, Memorial Stadium, the Kansas Booth David Memorial Stadium. So you've got uh, an athletic director willing to put his time and effort and money into the football program now, not just the basketball program like maybe some had done before. And Lance Leipold signs the extension, so you know he's going to be here a while. And being able to lift your recruiting classes up each and every year is going to be huge for the Jayhawks. And you know that this is big for the future of the program to bring in a guy like Polly, a local kid. You want to get the best and brightest from your home state to be able to come into the Kansas football program and be able to help be a conductor to keep the train moving 
just like Jalen Daniels wanted to stay here and not transfer out and try to go to a bigger uh, football school. He wanted to stay here. He wanted to change the culture of Kansas, wanted to change the future of the Jayhawk football program. He's helping do that with Lance Leipold right now. And th- Pauly could be the next quarterback to come in, take the reins from Jalen Daniels whenever it's his time, and move on from there. So you love to see that. You love to see the Jayhawks bring in a local, talented kid like Pauly into the system. And you hope that they can continue to do that. And, of course, you got to keep looking in the transfer portal. And that's exactly what the Kansas Jayhawks did this past week. They brought in former Auburn defensive end Dylan Brooks through the transfer portal. So not only did you get a local quarterback prospect, but you got a defensive end from a SEC school, one that's been very good traditionally the past decade. You've got Dylan Brooks, the defensive end. He's a six foot four, two hundred thirty pound defensive end, four star prospect according to two forty seven Sports in the twenty twenty one class. He was ranked as the eighth best edge rusher in the nation and the sixth ranked player coming out of Alabama in twenty twenty one. He didn't play much last year for Auburn in his freshman year, which again. Talking about that earlier, that is why you can dip into the transfer portal and that can be a positive for the Kansas Jayhawks right now in their football squad because they can get a player like Dylan Brooks who's a highly rated prospect who isn't getting the playing time at Auburn and who can come in and be a starting defensive end for the Kansas Jayhawks right away. So it's cool to see the Jayhawks expanding their reach, not only getting the local prospects in here, but also getting a good defensive end from an SEC program. So seeing their continued success in the transfer portal, seeing Brooks join in, uh, it's a part of Lance Leipold's 50th ranked class in all of college football in the transfer portal. So you see him working in uh, recruiting. You see him working in the transfer portal recruiting as well. And adding these pieces together makes it just so... So good for the Kansas Jayhawks to be able to jump their recruiting in both aspects of it. And you see the Jayhawks having a chance to compete in the Big 12. They they really didn't have any games outside of the Texas game last year, which was a home game, unfortunately. But the Texas game was the only game in which Kansas was blown out last year. They were in every other game. They showed such grit in that bowl game last year against Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. They were able to come back from a huge deficit, take it to triple overtime, make it a two-point game. Unfortunately, lost it at the end of the game. But just to to show that grit, to show that toughness, to show that the Jayhawks are not going to go down without a fight, that is Kansas Jayhawks football now under Lance Leipold, and you love to see it. You want to build on that success from last year. And it's only a matter of time until the Jayhawks can find themselves in inching closer and closer and closer to a Big 12 title. You've got Texas and Oklahoma in their last year in the Big 12, and then they're going to be heading out to the SEC, and then really it's going to be anybody's ballgame. You saw it last year with TCU and Kansas State making the Big 12 championship game. TCU, of course, undefeated in the regular season. Uh, TCU ends up making the college football playoff, makes the college national championship You see Kansas State beating TCU in the Big 12 championship to make it into a BCS bowl game. Kansas is on the right track to keep building their program to where they can be a contender 
to where they could maybe play for a Big 12 championship within the next five years. And that's really cool to see for a Kansas Jayhawks football program that was nowhere close to that for the last decade plus. So it's just really cool to see the Jayhawks being talked about in that light in college football. So that about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter. Let me know what's going on at Talker. I post stuff on there as well with the latest updates from KU News. So you can check that out again at Talker on Twitter. We can keep the conversation going there. As always, you can go to heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out our latest articles on the Jayhawks there as well. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.